Hello, magical creatures. It is I, Zachary the Witch, and we are here for another episode of Around the Cauldron. Today, I have a special guest who has been blessed with an intuitive nature since her early childhood. Uh, she was also directed by master teachers in physical and non-physical realms. She is the founder of Eagle Heart Medicine Energy Work, which combines the use of Reiki, quantum touch, and shamanic work. And she's also been assisted intuitively by what she calls ancient healers. Uh, she has also been a presenter and board member at the New Hope Metaphysical Society in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. And she is also very, very well-versed in all things UFOs, star beings, things from the beyond. Um, she's also a very near and dear friend of mine. She's like my bratty sister. <laughs> uh, please welcome today's guest, Bobby Crystal. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Braddy brother. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for being on the show. We had some, um, we've had some interesting technical things going on, but I got to say that's very fitting for you and I, because every time we talk <laughs> about anything like this, technology always gets weird. I know. So what that's do you think that true. is? <laughs> Well, maybe things aren't supposed to be talked about, <laughs> according to some people. I know, but then they always, you know, they, meaning whoever it is, they always tell mm -hmm. us to talk about it. We get these messages. We get these signs, you yeah, know. I know. I know. Um, it's, it's bizarre. But it's not only with you. It's with other people that I have deep connections on regarding UFOs and everything, too. All of a sudden... Things go out and things happen mm -hmm. and you can't, the connection breaks. Yeah. And it, it's quite often. So it's interesting that this should be now. <laughs> so I agree with you. And just to give the audience that's listening uh, when this is uploaded online, um, you've been walking this earth for almost 80 years now. And yes. you have a whole compendium of experiences, stories, uh, things that you can share. But the thing that I want to know that I'm sure the audience wants to know is how did you even start on this magical and spiritual and supernatural journey? Like when did it begin for you? Well, it basically began in my childhood. I, <clears throat> I've always experiencing different things when I was a child. I just thought it was natural, but then I realized it wasn't, like knowing what people were going to say or being around some people and felt a different feeling that wasn't good or, you know, different things like that. Um, I have a twin sister, mm -hmm. and um, it always – I always felt better when I was um, – around certain people than others. Mm -hmm. And I never understood sometimes I'd be walking the cart um, in school or something and I would feel really uncomfortable and, and just not right. And it was who I was walking around. And then I would walk in a different area and it would be fine. So I realized then that something was uh, unique about me in that way. So, mm -hmm. but the when 
I really got started when I got older and um, I met different people. I had different experiences. And when did what you start? Not, not to, well, I didn't want to interrupt you, but when did you start meeting people that were of like mind? When would you say that was? I would say when that was in my 20s. Okay. Um, and it started, especially with this one person I met through my husband. It was a couple that he knew. It was a man he worked with. And I finally met them and their, his wife. And her and I connected. And from then on in, everything escalated more or less mm -hmm. with my um, intuitiveness and what mm -hmm. started to happen with me. Um, on when one occasion, say, I what? Well, I was going to say, when you say intuitiveness, how did that begin for you? Because a lot of people that, that are listening, they always want to know how intuition works or how it is for other people because they want to find people that are like them. So what is it that, that made you call it intuition or what is it that you sensed or how did it affect your body or what were the sensations when it first began? Well, I think I would sometimes see things and mm -hmm. it would be like an image. Um, mm -hmm. um, one thing was I kept, here's one story. I kept getting the word Seth, Seth, the name Seth. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, why do I keep getting this word? Then all of a sudden I would be walking to go up my steps and I'd look up and there was somebody standing, an image, a psychic image, I guess you would call, somebody standing at the top of the steps, very round, an older man and a round face, and he'd be smiling at me. And I thought, what in the world is going on? So I called a friend of mine, this woman that I had met, and I said, do you know who Seth is? And she said, do you ever hear of a book called Seth Speaks? I said, no. And she said, go to the store and get that book. You have to buy it. So I said, all right. So I went to the store. I bought the book. And when I opened up the book, there was a picture of the man that was standing at the top of my stairs hmm. that I saw. Wow. That was one time. So these are like um – they're kind of like movies in your mind or images that pop up in your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess so you're, my, you know, when you, when people say that they see ghosts and stuff like that, I'll see different. And it's very solid. When I saw it, mm -hmm. it looked solid and it really wasn't, yeah. but it was the exact, exact thing. So I read that book and then from there I had a different experience up the mountains. Mm -hmm which kicked everything in. Yeah. And um, that one is, I was visiting people that were family, and they had 209 acres up in mm. Millville, Pennsylvania, in the mountains. And something told me to raise my, my hands, go for a walk, and, and when I got to a certain point, I just got very strongly to raise my hands up to the sky, and I always did look at the sky a lot. 
And I raised my hand up to the sky, and automatically out of my mouth came <clears throat> this saying, and it was, um, Spirit, use me as your vehicle in loving compassion for the greater good of all. And all of a sudden, I've had this instantaneous, it like, was like a lightning strong went into my solar plexus. And after that, everything started coming quicker and quicker, and then the star being thing really kicked in. Mm. But I have always been connected some way and always would pop in my mind Orion and the Pleiadian star system and never understood why. Because it went so after that, and, you know. So after that moment, it all started to click and make sense. Yes. And then you started, then you really started to walk your magical and spiritual path. That, that's it, yes. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into, um, let's go into more of your spiritual work. You mentioned in your bio that you worked with the New Hope Metaphysical Society. Um, where was that in Do- Doylestown? Is that Pennsylvania? That was outside of Doylestown in Pennsylvania. And mm-hmm. where they had their meetings was it was a um, a universal church. Mm-hmm. And they would have meetings um I think it was once a month, yes, once a month there. And um, I was asked to be a member of the board, and I agreed. And and I was asked to be a speaker there. The New Hope Metaphysical Society was a group of people that came with like minds, and they were interested in the metaphysical field. Different people were in different avenues of it. They were in... Um, you know, different phases of understanding, and also they did different things. Like some people were energy workers. Some people worked with just UFOs. Some people were just starting trying to understand what this meant and how it works. And we would have the meetings there. And different speakers would come from all over. And it was part of my job to... uh, connect with these speakers, pick them up at an airport or in my car somewhere and get them settled in, if they were coming from a long distance, get them settled in a hotel room and make Mm -hmm. sure they had their meals and stuff like that and set them up and take them to and from the event. Yeah. Yes. So, and then I was able to be a speaker. How many times did you get to speak, and what did you speak on? I spoke on twice, and I spoke on the Eagle Heart Medicine work Mm -hmm. and the energy work that I did and my journey with that. I also Mm -hmm. spoke on my many experiences with the star beings. Mm -hmm. So speaking of the star beings, um, what is it? Um, what kind of messages, first of all, like, what do you think star beings are? And then also, what kind of messages do you think they're trying to convey to you or that they're trying to convey to others? Well, <clears throat> I think my, from my understanding and the information that came through to me, um, 
they're definitely um, they're, they could be dimensional. Uh, they could be um, from different planets, different, you know, it, it's, a, it's a number of different things. And from what I understand, they're spiritual beings, and um, they are, from what I understand, and they have been guarding this for a long time. And their star beings are ancients, and their bloodline contributors to our race. They've been observing us for years. And that was one thing that that I had um, a definite truth about. I think when you meet them, you need to and have experiences like that. You have to have discernment. You have to be open and for the most part, they're they're seen as like different things to different people. My experiences with them have been very loving, um, very um, interactive, um, caring energies that are here to help uplift the human species into a higher consciousness. They're working with the, um, from my understanding, they're working with the grids of the earth, um, trying to help out. And it's, um, that's about the best way I can describe them. They, they are part of who we are. They're our ancestors. Mm. What work do you think people need to do in order to truly understand our beings? Well, I have, I think they have to be open. I mm-hmm. think they have to be, come through truth and go for truth, look for truth, and just come at very caring, very open. Um, if you come in an anger or, a, or an anxiety thing or anything like that to them, it's it's going to bring in different different energies. There's many many, and for the most part, the ones I've been interacted choose to interact with are the ones that are coming through light century, through kindness, and and through concern for the human species, and trying to help us evolve into the next phase of where we're supposed to be. But there are others there that aren't. And I have so, met yeah, a few. I was going to ask you about that. You know, you're you're hinting that there are other beings. Um, what are these other ones that don't have our best interests at heart? What do they come through? What do they look like? Okay. <clears throat> I had an experience <laughs> with three of them. They came okay. at once. They came together. They were pretty vile looking. They were red eyes. They had, they were in black. Um, they basically telepathically, most of my things have been telepathic, that back and forth between us. They looked at me and said, the thing they asked me, which I don't know why they came to me and I've been questioning this years. They said to me, do you give us permission to annihilate 
the human species? And I said, no. I said, I will never give permission to annihilate the human species. The human species is meant to move forward and evolve. And I will help it. I will try and help it. And they said, we'll be back. And that was it. When was that? That was quite a number of years ago. And I'm getting concerned because every once in a while, I'll see from a distance a black form. And I feel like this is a time frame that they're going to be coming. They've been mm-hmm. watching what's been going on. The thing that pulls them, I think, Yeah. basically is where we are right now as a human species. I have never seen so much anger and violence. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I, I, I was just going to say that I feel and I see the same things where even in a spiritual context outside of this, you know, a lot of demonic things or shadow beings, they are drawn to anguish and terror and fear, um, and they feed on that. And it sounds like these that's beings... That's what are you, we are. Yeah. Food with our yeah, energy. <laughs> kind of what's been going on is we're turning into food for these hateful things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's yeah. also freaky. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's freaky. So speaking of freaky, yeah. what was what do you think was your freakiest uh, alien or star being experience that you've ever had? Uh, you can start with I think you should I think you have two, but you should start with the scary one and then end on the lighter one. <laughs> okay, which scary one? <laughs> the one I think it was the one where you were walking in Florida. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I was in Doylestown, and it was an early morning, and it was a Saturday, and I got up, and I, it was hot out, and I was in shorts, and I was walking in the center down this road. And as I was walking, I felt in such a great, uplifting, just good head. I was in, you know, and I was like, Oh, this is great. The birds are gone. Oh, that's beautiful. And I'm walking and enjoying it. And as I was walking, I noticed this person walking towards me. I was in the middle of the street because it was like a, a small community thing. And then they were walking towards me on the left side, towards me. But as I saw them walking, coming towards me from a distance, I thought, that's really strange. I'm in shorts in the top, and it's like 80-some degrees. And this person had long, heavy black sweatpants, heavy black shoes, a hoodie that was up over its head, and you couldn't see the face because it was like that you stopped that you couldn't see the face. That's how it was put on. And the weirdest thing was, is its hands had gloves on, and the hands were crossed in, like in an X on its chest. Huh. And as it got closer, I was observing it, and I thought, what is going on here? It was, I couldn't see the face, and I just, it glided. It didn't 
walk. It was gliding and gliding and gliding. And then it got past me, and just before I passed it, I said, good morning. And as I passed it, I heard this voice say, good morning, Bobby. And I spun around and looked, and the thing was gone. I went all in the trees, all around everything, every place in there that I could think it could be, and it wasn't there. And then I found out the next day that MUFON had been in Doylestown. Well, wait, before you you go on, everybody that's listening, MUFON is the Mutual UFO Network. UFO Network. Yes. It has a a team that they call in called the STAR Team. It's rarely called in, but it's for specific heavy-duty stuff that they can't deny type thing that's going on. That day and that weekend, I saw that. That was that weekend. And I knew it was a star being before I even heard of that, that happening. Why do you think it disappeared? I don't know. Maybe it didn't want me to touch it. Maybe it didn't want me to see its face. I have no idea. But it, it knew feel, my name. Did it feel malevolent or did it feel just like you just had no. an encounter? An encounter. Oh, okay. An encounter. I really feel that it wasn't going to harm me, but it wanted to know without any me denying anything that, yes, this happened. Ugh. Yeah, it was it was frightening. I came yeah. home, and I was shaking the whole rest of the way home. And I kept looking around <laughs> because I wasn't sure whether I was going to have another experience with it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no. if it can if it can appear and disappear like that, who knows what else I it can do? <laughs> That's what freaked me out. So that was uh, I mean, that was kind of like the scarier one. What was one of the more positive or life affirming ones that you've had with star beings? Well, there's there was one in in Doylestown again, <clears throat> but this one. I was I was called on the phone by um, the Metaphysical Society and asked if I would please pick up a a man at the at the uh, train station. I lived across from this train station there, so he wanted to come to the meeting to experience the meeting because he wanted to be a speaker there and he wanted to meet the people that were running it. And I said, sure, I'll pick him up. And I said, what's his name? And they said, I don't, they, I don't know. And they said, just look for a short guy with a with a backpack. I went, okay, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought this should be good. So I went there. <clears throat> excuse me. I went there, and I'm looking all around, and I see this gentleman walking, and he has a backpack, and he's short. And I pulled my window down, and I said, are you you supposed to have, go to New Hope Metaphysical Society? Or you, and he said, yes. I said, okay, come on in the car. So we jumped in, and then I'm driving him to this place. And as I'm driving him, 
he looks at me and he said, um, tell me one of the most, like, important experiences that you ever had in with this work. And I said to him, okay. And I thought to myself, as I looked at him, I felt the energy changing around. And I had said to him, um, I said, I was taken to this place. It was like a meditation or um, and I said, I went to this place, and I said, it was a big, huge cave, and I came out of the cave, and when I walked out, there was this sand all along the ground. Everything was sand. It was brilliant white sand, and I felt kind of strange with it, but I walked across, and I thought, oh, I'm going to go to the ocean, and I went walking down to that, and when I did, I looked at it and I thought, I don't think that's ocean, but uh, I guess it is. And then I heard this voice behind me say, place your hands in the water. So I put my hands in the water, and I knew then it wasn't water. And then I got, take your hands out now. And when I did, I freaked. I said, I, my hands were gone. I had no hands. And I was so upset. I was crying. I said, where's my hands? Where's my hands? And all it was was white light. My hands were white light. They weren't hands. And it totally freaked me out. I turned around, and there was this being standing there. And he was all in white, and he was very, very tall, and he just smiled. And he said, it's all right. And he was gone, just like that. So that's what I was telling this person sitting there. And I turned around, and I was just parked in the car, and I, you know, stopped it, and then turned around and looked at him. Without a word of lie, I'm sorry. I turned around, and it was a solid gray. It wasn't starving, and it was those grays, and it looked right at me. And then I looked again, and, and it was back to the man. It changed form to a gray. And I, and it just smiled at me and walked out of the car and waited for me to come out. And then we went in, and it he stuck with me the whole time. He did not leave my side. Wow. Had to sit next to me. He was right with me the whole time. And then it was time for him to leave. And he gave me a telephone number. And he said to me, call me and if you want to. And I said, all right, I have to think about this. And um, so I did. And... When I got home, I did not take him. Somebody else had to take him because the meeting ran longer than expected, and he would have missed the train 
to yeah. to Philadelphia where he was going. And it was a long distance for him, so um, somebody else took him back and got him there just in time. And I think a week later, I told him, and this woman answered the phone, and she said to me, I don't know what you're talking about. There has never been anybody like that here. Not at nobody. I have never heard of anybody like that. They have never been here. I don't know where you got this number, but... I, I, I don't know who you're talking about. And she hung up. Wow. So, I still, to this day, see that image and feel that energy. It's making you and, emotional, uh, but it's not bad, right? It's like Oh, it's, it's not bad. It wasn't bad. It was a very loving thing. It wasn't bad. I, I didn't get any kind of harm off of it. It was just he gave me that. So, yes, there are star things walking around here. They have the ability to shift form. Do you think that that being that you encountered is still alive? I think so. Hmm. I don't think it's in that form. I think it's alive, though. There are many that aren't. Yeah. So, um, wow, that's a crazy story. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, so that reminds me, you know, speaking of the star beings and aliens, do you, do you believe in the idea that we are some form of hybrid beings or that there's hybrid aliens amongst us? Yes. Do you think you've that. ever met any? Yeah, at times, yeah. But what I just, makes you? I guess the question is, what makes I you feel, think that you? I you think have? the sense of discernment I have. I have something every time there's a an alien experience or the the starving experience, anything to do with um, the ships or anything that are around. I always have something shift in my solar plexus. That's how I know it is one. Because there's a lot of times you look up and you think that's what it is. Yeah. And it's not. And, in fact, in Virginia, I was asked to go to a farm. And I went to Virginia and went to this farm, and we sat there all night, these other two women and I. And they swore that they were terrified by a ship following them. They were outside. And the one woman's husband ran out, and he was sick after it, absolutely ill after it. And he, he wouldn't go out. And But he he saw different. They saw a ship going all around, following them everywhere they went, and it frightened them. And they called me to see if the experience would happen when I was there. And I wow. went there. Yeah. 
and we stayed there all night sitting outside, and it was cold, and we had blankets on us. And they kept saying, look, there it is. There, look, there it is. And I'm going, no, I'm not sensing that that's anything. Well, it is sensing. It is that. No, it's not. (laughs) Not for me. It might be for you, but it's not for me. Yeah. And we had nobody ever do anything like that when I was there. But it towards the end, uh, or when it got later and later, and we were there for quite a number of hours, all of a sudden I saw something, and it was high up, and it was coming from the left side, and it was moving over. And I said to, the, to them, that's one. And all of a sudden it shifted and moved real quick, and it came a little bit towards us, and then it took off. So, pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking, what am I doing here? <laughs> Is there anything um, from your experiences, you know, that um, before we got on here to chat, you said you were going through some writing or some things? Is there anything that you wanted to share before we start getting to the end of this interview? Um, there was some different, there's a lot of things going on. I didn't get a writing on it, but in Mm -hmm. fact, someone was talking to me about it, which I had suspected that there are things that are said that are UFOs and extraterrestrials, and they're not. Mm. And people are actually doing it, government involved, and it bothers me. But there's the true beings that that are coming in, and they're coming Mm. in to help mankind. But this is something totally that's not good. And I think they had a meeting somewhere in Scottsdale about it just recently, and I couldn't get there. And, um, but that, that really bothered me. And so, and writings, I, I get a number of different writings, and a lot of them, I think, are about grid changes, places, um, and also about, um, sections in the earth, certain parts mm-hmm. of the earth that are being shifted, changing right now, but the earth normally does that. But yeah. it's being controlled. Different things are happening. And um, I think that's part of what what is going on right now. Mm-hmm. In the writings, I don't like to share too much of that. Yeah. Um, right now Um, there's a lot of things coming up with mankind well i think it kind of goes back to uh and you don't have to share i just wanted to make sure i asked but i think a lot of it goes back to what you said you kind of gave the listeners a warning where you were like you know there are these other beings and they are also getting ready because of the state that the world is in right now and so that's exactly right that's the best part thing it sounds like we about. can do, the best thing for us to do, it sounds like, is to, you know, stay centered, 
try to be compassionate, come through love, um, be balanced. You know, what are some other things that people, uh, you recommend that they do? I think they need to take care of their physical bodies. Mm -hmm. Watch what you're eating. Um, watch that you take care of yourself and honor who you are, but yeah. always come through compassion and love yeah. and try very, very hard. The biggest thing is to keep your balance. Don't whip off. That's like yeah. a trigger. It's really a trigger for negative energies to just boom, boom. You know, draw it, draw it, draw it. Feed yeah. on it. But they feed on joyful energy, too. I mean, of course. you know, it's... But that's a better thing for me to do than the other. But I think we need to really watch what we're doing with our bodies because we don't care and take care of what we're doing with our bodies. It's going to be hard later on. Um, and there's things coming down the pike that don't look good, and you can tell that right now um, with all that's happening with Russia and all the countries and everything that's going in the world today. It's just filled with fear, fear, fear. So anytime yeah. you're fear feeling fearful, stop it, nip it right in the butt and say, I will not take this in. I ha I'm an empowered being. Yeah. Fill into your power. Know you are a loving, empowered being. You make choices. You do it. You're the creator. You're part of the universal life force energy. That's the God force. You're mm -hmm. able to, you create your own world around you. You always have. We just yeah. don't want to accept that. That's a lot of responsibility because then you have to look in the mirror and say, well, nobody did this to me but me. This is where I'm at right now, and this is why. Mm. Thoughts create. Thoughts do create, and you're right. It's important to take a step back and hold yourself accountable by looking in the mirror and taking a personal inventory of your own choices and realizing that you don't just magically end up in a position that is detrimental or bad. You know, like, yeah, sometimes bad things happen, but it's also the amount of times that we choose to get back up, the amount of times that we choose to keep moving forward, to evolve, to grow. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, even even knowing you for as long as I've known you, I, that's the kind of person that you are. You know, you're always walking in your truth and walking forward. Um, one of my last questions before we move on to the final part of the show is um, I didn't get a chance to ask you earlier in the beginning of this uh, about Eagle Heart Medicine and what that is and what it means to you. So can you kind of tell people? Um, sure. Eagle Heart Medicine, um, gee, that's, that's, I always used to think it was going to be a center or a place. Mm -hmm. It's me. 
Eagle Heart Medicine is um, my energy work that I do. And I have been, um, I have done this for a long, long time in a combination of other things. But when I do the energy work, I was given information intuitively from beings, star beings. Mm-hmm. And they told me different things to do with people when I do the energy work around their aura fields, the auric fields. And yeah. I do that before I even start. And when I work on a person, things happen. Information comes to me. People even say that are on the table, Bobby, you've changed form because I can feel it. I look down and they're not my hands. But it works on the people and it shifts their energy and it helps them move forward in their life. And it's just something that has happened to me. And I accepted it and opened up to it. And it's a form of energy work healing. And it has a lot to it. And people, when they experience it, um, each experiences it in different ways. Uh And I've been doing that for a long time. But then it it just stopped dead in its tracks. And I was there like, what happened? And then when with COVID and everything that came in, you couldn't touch people. You couldn't. So I would do long-distance healings. Mm-hmm. And that works very well, too. And um, but it's, it's, just a, it's definitely a form of energy work that was given to me. Mm-hmm. And I learned it. When I was in Virginia, I never heard of Reiki. It's a form of Reiki and quantum touch and the intuitiveness of star beings and other healers Mm -hmm. that come through me. That's, that's the whole, it's all that combined. Mm. So it is a form of Reiki. It is quantum touch. And it is also intuitive and information, how I am told and where I'm told to touch and do to assist the person and help them evolve and move on with their lives. So, Bobby, do you still work and assist with people if they want to contact you or do something over the phone remotely with you? I could do something remotely over the phone with them, yeah. But as far as, I mean, where I'm at right now, now you can't do it. So, which is sad for me because it's a big part of what I was about. But I actually was going to teach it, and I had a whole class all prepared and everything, and it just went dead in the water, and I couldn't believe it. I well, I mean, know. maybe maybe we just need to find a way to get you online, and you can just start doing stuff online because that seems to be oh. the new the new oh. era, you know. 
But I don't know. You yeah. and me and technology just don't seem to work. I know. It's so, <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm a late bloomer on that, man. <laughs> well, so but we're I at the try. part of the show. We're at the part of the show where I have the tarot cards out um, because oh. at the end of my show, I always remind people that, yes, I am a witch, and yes, I am a person that senses, sees, feels, and discerns things, and I always want to do a reading for my guests. So oh. is there any specific question that you have in mind, before? and I'm going to draw a card for you, um, or no, do you just want me to... General? No, just leave it up to the universe to... Okay. Leave it up to the universe. Let's see what we get. Hmm. Doesn't sound good. Hmm. Actually, no, it is good. So, I drew the Nine of Swords, um, and normally when I see, that's why I said, hmm, normally the Nine of Swords is not a great card, but uh, the Nine of Swords is reversed, and this card talks about us seeing a light at the end of the tunnel after a dark time. Um, a lot of this card, a lot of this card talks about healing from mental illness, uh, issues improving that are emotional, uh, letting go of negativity, releasing stress, and learning how to cope. And I feel like this is very fitting from our conversation because that's some of the stuff that you talked about is, you know, know who you are, know that you're powerful, know that your thoughts create, mm -hmm. know that what you say creates. And so the nine of swords, swords are all about communication and intellect. So this is about thought and this is about thought coming into action. Um, the other thing about this card too, is that it reminds you to let go of any guilt or remorse or shame, any regret, any burdens that you've taken on. Um, it's really time, especially with this weekend, this is when we're recording it, there's an eclipse coming up, which is about shedding the old. And the number nine in numerology paired with the swords, nine is all about endings and beginnings, but also renewal and mastery. So this card is really fitting from our conversation. And I also want to say, too, because swords are the element of air, we're talking about things of the air, things that are unseen. Um, things that are made of air or they're made in other dimensions. So, because you can't see air, but you know it's there. And air, air is my sign too. And there you go. Um, yeah, Gemini. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, but the other a thing Gemini is this card. Gemini and a twin, right? <laughs> yep. This card also, too, for you personally, talks about, you know, that there is always hope and there's always an avenue for growth and potential and change 
And I mean, even think you, I even think that you being on this episode and sharing your whole journey uh, through life and all these experiences, that's an example of that. Um, but as far as anything else that this card, per, card pertains to, you've got, you know, some stressors, some things that will kind of like be annoying, but nothing serious um, because mm-hmm. the spiritual meaning of this card is that you're overcoming darkness again and again and again. So I sure. like this card for you. I think it's a positive effect. I think it has yeah. great reward. And so that's your card. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Now, the last part of the show, um, before we're done, is I ask every guest three things that they are grateful for. So, Bobby, what are three things that you are grateful for? I'm grateful for my intuitiveness. I'm grateful for you. And I am grateful that I am doing the work, and I always say it's the work, and I love being me, so it's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're pretty cool. So. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> you are, too. <laughs> well, I'm so you're the master of change. <laughs> Apparently. I'm, uh, I'm so grateful that you were on this episode, and um, I would love to have you back in the future, and we can talk about other stuff, too. But I think this is a good first because yeah. I haven't – I've mostly talked about ghosts and witchcraft and spells on my show. I haven't yet talked about aliens or star beings. So thank you for being my first guest that opened oh, up the floor awesome. for that conversation. Yeah, I'm really grateful yeah. for that. Um also, before we end, I want to give a shout-out to all of my listeners. Um, geez, I mean, I have listeners all the way in, like, Greece, uh, Germany, Austria. Nice. I mean, they're all out there. Um, That's wonderful. Pretty crazy. Australia, the U.K. So thank you to everybody that's listening. And... Um, was I going to say? There's something else I was going to say. Oh, so this podcast will probably be uploaded either tonight or early tomorrow. But don't forget, too, since we're recording this around Beltane, you know, celebrate however you wish to celebrate. This is a time at the peak mm-hmm. of spring. It's the new growth, new opportunities, change. And also you're seeing all the seeds that you've planted come to fruition from the beginning of the year. So nice. on focus on that power um right so thank you thank you again bobby um i look forward to having you back good talking to you and thanks to your listeners for being a part of it i wish them all well (laughs) and be happy find your joy be happy and find your joy i couldn't have said it better all right let me stop recording here hold on